With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Please hang up and try again. Fishy Radio. I'm Chip Gibson, Tree Hugger, and uh, wow, we're gonna do it again. It's uh, it's the post Boondoggle show, and I'm like postpartum depressed. I guess it's like uh, we had a great time. It was a lot of fun. Met some new people. Met awesome people as always at the Boondoggle, and uh, so we'll chat about that a little bit tonight. But a regular. Mr. Becker is with us here in the studio. Good evening, sir. And a very good evening to you. As, uh, I left Florida today before the rain started, so it should have diverted. You just said the F word, so. Oh, sorry. Okay. Dude, it didn't. It, my, my theory, I have to publish my papers now, but I mean. So you had the Yak Sushi grape and the Tree Hugger grape both together in Florida, and it was just outstanding weather for the entire weekend. Well, when you have that much mass, it offsets the gravitational pull of the moon, so it changes the whole weather dynamic. And, and you know, that could be true because we did experience some rather neepish tides. I mean, like, we for the past three days, it was like a total of about 0.28 in shift as far as tide height goes so and that's i know uh so but however the the yak sushi did leave town on uh let's see when did they take off i guess they took off on monday so but uh yeah it was a good time um sorry i missed your post there we tried to get back as fast as we could so the the grand reveal of saturday night post dinner at the boondoggle about where the next boondoggle would be was somewhat usurped by the fact that you know how you send things out to people to have it proofread we didn't send it to you and um (laughs) (laughs) and so what happens is (laughs) yeah (laughs) and so (laughs) what happens is the final paragraph on the last page of it of the little brochure that we put together says 
Where's the next boondoggle? And I, when I saw that caption, as I was proofreading it myself, and I'm not an expert as yourself, I figured, hey, that's the same paragraph that we have on the website, which says we reveal it on Saturday night. So I didn't. My brain just saw that. When in actuality, the paragraph said it will be at Crooked River State Park in St. Mary's, Georgia. <laughs> So we're trying to do this big reveal, and everybody's like, uh, it's in the brochure. We already know. So, <laughs> so bummer. Yeah, the birthday present was sitting on the table as everyone walked in. So Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. So anyways, uh, it, the next boondoggle will, is, and here's the deal. So we put an extreme amount of work into uh, the last couple of boondoggles, and with unpaid help, <laughs> a lot of great volunteers and a lot of great volunteer hours. But uh, we we just don't have the manpower and the capability to do uh, a boondoggles of that magnitude twice a year. So, so the boondoggle, as most people know it, as plank holders and early boondogglers know it, will be the February boondoggle. The October boondoggle, because... It's later in the year. We have a little more time to prepare for it. Uh, and now that we've set the, the bar really high, uh, that will be like Boondoggle X or Boondoggle Plus or whatever. But it's going to be the grand Boondoggle, I guess, if you will. So, so, this up, so the next Boondoggle in February, which is President's Day weekend, I believe 14, 17 February, will be uh, in St. Mary's, Georgia, Crooked River State Park, and it's a yo-yo kind of thing. You're on your own. Uh, go to the park website, which is gastateparks.org forward slash Crooked River, and reserve your campsite. Um, and then we just show up and we'll fish. We'll have kind of a potluck dinner on Saturday night. There will be no formal brochures. There will be no formal events we might just post a piece of paper up on the wall and say hey we're going fishing so but that's going to be the uh, february boondoggle it's kind of an old school so there we go mr wade has joined us in the uh, chat room let me say hi also jim i see you on the phone i'm not going to unhook you that if you want to say something press the button i'll see it uh and yak chum matt trucks in there so anyways what do we got here uh so i brought the wayne back Engineer has a cottage, so cool. That's uh, Wade, and he uh, he won the rock paper scissors uh, native uh, slayer, rock paper scissors champion. There, beat Woody. So great job. Thanks, Wade, for joining us tonight. So could be stripers in february yeah, copperhead color yes that is very cool who won the win that would have been that would be chris johnson i believe from from florida and kind of well deserved good karma towards him uh he was an outstanding uh aid the camp if you will for the boondoggle and also walked away with the grand banner for you know that we do we give the banner to some deserving individual. So, unfortunately, we failed to sign the banner as we did at other boondoggles. So, we have to, as well as we think we did, there are a lot of little loose ends that we need to tie up. 
I myself vote for like checklists, but they seem to think that that's a little overkill. But I never miss things when I have my checklist in front of me, especially things uh, like wheels, yeah. wheels, fuel, that kind of thing. <clears throat> Anyways, so um, yeah, that's it. And um, just a little bit about uh, the the upcoming boondoggle as far as the location goes. I know that it seems that. Uh, it might be a little bit on the chilly side there. However, I did fish it early March with the clone uh, a couple of years back. We've had rather mild winters. Of course, knock on uh, fake formico slash wood-covered desktop here. Um, we'll probably it will probably be freezing there. I will I will say make sure you pack your waders and warm clothing, uh, but. Uh, it's generally kind of moderate in that area. And I looked at the climatology, and so that was kind of, I thought we could actually extend it maybe as far north as Savannah during that time of year. But uh, that's only really as a crow flies about 30 miles north of Jacksonville, which is where we had our first boondoggle, the little Talbot Island. Uh, and it was af- it was doable with waders. So uh, the water temps are a little low, and you'll have to search out those those holes where the trout and redfish will hide. The tides, uh, as far as the forecast tides for that time of year, that, that weekend, they will flow out towards Cumberland Island. Uh, it's, it's a rather long tide. I'm not sure. Let me see if I got my, uh, my little tide chart here, but... Um, the tide will be going out in the morning, and it won't turn around until about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And, uh, yeah, um, the tide's uh, supposed to be about 6.5 feet that day, or at least Saturday. Um, and it'll be going out towards uh, uh, Cumberland and come back in in the afternoon. So... Pack a lunch, pack a bag, so that as we go out, we'll fish around the island, probably pull up on a beach, put up a tarp for uh, some shade or whatever, and then uh, do like a picnic lunch, and then we'll all float back in. That would be the idea. Yeah, six and a half is not bad. The the weekend that Clone and I fished uh, that area, it was uh, a full moon weekend, and the, the tide was actually turned around. It was going in all during the day. So we went back up in into the marsh areas and stuff, which was still cool. Uh, however, uh, it was like a nine and a half, ten foot tide, which was really impressive if you've not seen those kind of tides. And don't try to get out of your boat and walk in the mud because what is the word? The plop mud or plop mud or whatever it is. Uh, it's it's pretty. Uh, it's you could get stuck. Yeah, that marsh mud. Yeah. <clears throat> so, anyways, that's the next boondoggle, and we'll be. Uh, it comes up pretty quick. You know, we we'll get through the holidays, and next thing you know, there's a boondoggle there. And uh, so, make sure that you get your uh, your site located. If you're of the military uh, persuasion, retired or otherwise uh, able to utilize uh, military facilities, there is a uh, uh, a uh, Navy Inn just about a mile and a half up the road from there. I think the last time, that's where the clone and I stayed. 
and it was about $65 a night for an efficiency. So that's not bad yet. Kings Bay. So it's a nice base. Uh, and hopefully we won't have a government shutdown. So unfortunately, this boondoggle, one of the key things that I wanted everybody to be able to enjoy was the Naval Aviation Museum, and it was closed due to the government shutdown. So so make sure you go back sometime and see it because that's a pretty impressive place. So, <clears throat> yeah, you have to wait for them to move the nukes. Yeah. So, um, other than that, uh, I don't know. Mr. Becker, did you fish this week? Weekend? Week? I did not fish this past weekend. I was on call for work and uh, to computer. You know, I can do with the phone out in the... Uh out in the kayak, but the whole computer Wi-Fi thing, yeah. you know, the computer desk on the kayak, it gets in the way of casting, frankly. Right. So that, at, but, at uh, some point, this week. yeah, at some point they'll have, you know, a Wi-Fi enabled kayak and you'll be able to take your work out on the water, right? I, I think Woody's going to be mad at you because now that's the next thing that Propel, uh, Propel oh. actually runs a little generator and, uh, yeah, you know, the whole, the whole thing, but. Has a little USB port along with a 110 inverter and everything inside. Yeah. Yeah. But it's printed on the brochure, so it's okay. So, speaking of uh, Mr. Callaway, um, he did bring the uh, the boats, their line of boats. uh, We had a really cool vendor village set up. We've been receiving some comments and uh, criticism constructive criticism for improvement. We'll take those into mind for next October. But uh, all the new colors, really cool stuff. Uh, the uh, gator bait and uh, copperhead and the, what's the other one? Gator bait, copperhead. The, there's blue, pink, green, lizard lick. That's another color. Those are all really cool colors, yeah. Ripping off Jackson. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Engineer likes Copperhead because that's the color of the Slayer. He won. And he also had the Slayer Propel prototype there. Uh, he informed us that those boats should start shipping within the next week, 10 days. So, if you've got one on order, it should be there. Sam got an opportunity to pedal it around. And uh, I think that in her future, there is a new boat coming. So probably in that uh, that pink color, which is really cool. But it's a nice boat. They've uh, and also got to see the new Ultimates too. If you haven't seen, uh, I forget what the name of that boat is, but it's the new Ultimate, and it has uh, a high low seat system built in now instead of the kind of. Uh, composite seat pan that the old native ultimates had this boat now has a it's a thermal formed uh, seat system that sits down in it has a cup holder and everything it's very cool and also you can high low it so it's kind of the same seat that the regular slayer has on it and you can set it up high or take it down low so you don't have to do all the pvc stuff Uh, plus the thwarts now for the 12 and the 14 solo they're kind of molded in so a little more structure there they're a little flatter along the bottom uh hobie was present 
didn't see much new from them. Um, Chad Hoover was there with uh, the new Ride 115X and some interesting colors, something very close to the to the Copperhead. Uh, so, Pepe was on the uh, engineer saying he Pepe was standing up pedaling the uh, propel with his hands. That's very cool. The Ultimate FX. So, yeah, very stable stuff. So, some cool boats. Got to meet the guys from Austin Kayak, Jaron, and uh, them. They were very cool. They were like they were the stalwarts. Hung out till Sunday afternoon. Stayed there. Everybody else broke down and went home. And uh, they were still out there having a good time. And then, oh, Mr. Becker, you missed it. I think we cooked a herd of deer on the grill uh, Sunday uh, night. Uh, uh, back back straps for uh, for everyone. I mean, I was going to put one together and, and mail it to you, but unfortunately we sliced them up and ate them all. I, I, I appreciate you thinking about me. Well, I did. I thought about you. I said, man, this back strap is good. Greg's really going to be upset that he missed it. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <clears throat> yeah. So, but yeah. So keep my keep my brother-in-law uh, shooting deer. I wish he could fish as good as he shoots, but uh, as long as he brings that back strap to the boondoggles, we're good to go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wade and and some of the guys got to go out. Uh, made it offshore. It was a little more challenging. Uh, luckily, they had some pretty good guides with them that had some good numbers and stuff. But typically, the the the, the areas that I am familiar with, you have to launch from one of the state parks or from the national parks, the national seashore. So since all of that was closed, yeah. Um, but they got some nice snapper, really nice snapper uh, off the bottom in the kayaks and stuff. So very cool opportunity for guys uh to get out on the boats and and gals too and uh i think it was probably one of the most uh interesting you know got pulled in by a fish you never saw yeah um it was it was a rather good fishing boondoggle the area was really pretty i mean the seagrass looked well really good the water was clear uh we just there wasn't a lot of tide but uh, it was really, really pretty. So, uh, and really a great options for folks to to launch. And I don't think anybody had problems with you know a couple hundred kayakers out there. Saturday morning it was very cool to look out and see all the kayaks on the water and the panhandle. It was very cool. So, yeah. <coughs> and what else? I don't know. I'm I'm a little uh a little tired. Tommy Tommy from Tommy Head Jigs, I don't know where he's at. He should be here. But uh Tommy was out pressing the flesh and meeting all the folks. He was very excited and uh like a kid in a candy shop enjoying himself at the boondoggle. And uh Tommy's wife did not show, uh she couldn't make it, but uh Tommy did and I think he caught a few fish, met a bunch of people, had a great time. Stan and Holly were there. They had a great time. I think they're going to wind up. Um, somebody caught a small cobia. Who did? Who caught? A, somebody caught a small cobia the other day. Yeah, yeah. Alex caught a small uh, caught a cobia. Some lane, red snapper. Uh, no, 
we did not have Ashley Ray show up. However, there were a couple of female anglers that did show. A uh, young lady from uh, Tallahassee. Also, uh, Irish Jean was there, and I don't know if you've seen on if you're a friend with her on Facebook, but uh, she she has made a trip up, and I think she's been fishing here in Georgia for the last couple of days. So. And looking like uh, she's doing a pretty good job on the uh, on the specs or crappy as we call them. So, Gene uh, can fish in saltwater or freshwater. Did a nice job out there. But um, Randy English daughter. Gene can fish in a mud. Gene can catch fish in a mud puddle. I in a bucket. I'm <laughs> I'm pretty sure. And she can fan cast all the way up from the mud puddle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So uh yeah, they were there, they got in they got onto some good fish, some reds and stuff. Um there was some snapper inshore. I don't know if anybody made a trip to the bridge. Uh there was talk of some folks going out to the three mile bridge uh Saturday evening, but I never got any confirmation that anybody uh did that. Great bunch of folks there. A lot of uh how folks there having a good time. Uh, you know, not the didn't have any heroes. I mean, there were some heroes there, but and there, everyone's a hero that works with the heroes on the water. But uh, a lot of the guys, a lot of the volunteers, and they were all having a good time and everything. So good, raise some money for them. And uh, I think uh, I know that just the uh, hamburger sales and stuff like that that we seeded for them uh, made them about four or five hundred dollars in hamburger and hot dog sales on Saturday. So that was cool. Um, what else? Man, it was just... And then I just hung out for the rest of the week waiting for them to call me back to work, which they did this morning. And so I will be standing tall tomorrow at the government option and uh, wish I was still down there fishing. So, But it started raining. No way you can make... No way you can make tomorrow a fellow work day? Oh, yeah. No. No. Actually, that's kind of what I did today on my way home. I was talking on the phone to some people and stuff. So, But, yeah. So, no more furloughs, at least until January 15th or February 7th. Uh, and that will be at some point after Thanksgiving, which we will be spending down in the Tampa Bay area. So, looking forward to fishing with my good buddy, uh, Mr. Becker. Big fly reel and the junior fly reel. Hopefully, that will make be a possibility. Um, yeah. So, other than that, man, I'm about done. I drove back from Florida today. Got here about six. Unloaded the trailer and the truck. And got a load of clothes, dirty clothes too. <laughs> The humidity in Florida never ceases to amaze me, how you can have 100-plus percent humidity and it not be raining. So, um, And even even then, at 96% humidity, 72 degrees is not really comfortable. I, I, I don't know how that works. I'm, it has something to do with dew point and all that kind of thing. and capability of the air to hold the water and stuff like that but yeah 72 is not comfortable at 96 percent humidity so um yeah it's not the heat it's humidity yeah well even a dry heat i had friends who lived in palm springs california and 140 degrees at a dry heat is 
Well, it's kind of like an oven. It's dry in your oven. So, um, and anyways, so, Mr. Becker, how, uh, when are you going fishing next? I am hoping that, uh, that Sunday will present an opportunity. We've got a, a little league game nine o'clock on Monday morning and then have a, uh, a commitment at a local, uh, fishing emporium that's having a customer appreciation day and uh junior and i will be up there uh working with the bull bay rods pro staff demonstrating some of the new rods throwing some of the fly rods up and uh, out in front and just uh having a good old time there so i'm hoping sunday morning might see uh, might see a little bit of activity cool and then uh, the next weekend is uh one of the paddlefishing.com uh challenge events I'll be using some uh, some interesting gambler bass type lures to, to see what we can do to entice the saltwater fish. So, looking forward to that as well. That's always a cool venue there. You know, the the certain lures or whatever. I really enjoy that kind of that kind of setup. So, very cool. Paddlefishing.com. And um, also, Mr. Becker, you know, you're quite the popular guy at the Bull Bay Rod area. So, <laughs> I heard that. They were just. They were thank just you, like. Thank you. Thank you all for that. I appreciate it very much. <laughs> they were just like one tent over in Vendor Village from the Boondoggle tent. So every time we walked by, it would be like, "Hey, uh, Greg Becker sent us." Yeah, yeah, we heard it. You know, then go back by the other way. Yeah, hey, Greg Becker said, "Hey, we're we're just going back over here." Outstanding. <laughs> Outstanding. Thank you very much. And Wheeler was there, and he's like, what about me, man? What am I? I go, chop liver, man. Becker sent me. <laughs> yeah, man, it's just a, just a matter of marketing, buddy. That's all it is. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's awesome. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And uh, those are some pretty interesting rods. Uh, maybe you'll have a couple of tester models when we come down, uh, something that we can give a try. So. Yeah, we'll see what we can do. They're actually coming out with a line now that's got the, uh, some people are experimenting with the micro guides. A lot of people are looking at that. It's starting to swing up in popularity again. And uh, I'll so what do you do? Uh, have a chance to play with those on Saturday as well. Mm-hmm. So what do you do on the micro guides when you're a guy like me and I like to tie 18 inches of fluorocarbon on the end with a unity uni knot? And I, I don't tie, I mean, I, it's a pretty small knot, but you don't pull it through the guides on those things. Yeah, and that's a challenge. You really need to get a smaller, a smaller, more compact knot. Even the Unity Uni um, uh, is is big when it's going through the guides. Anything that wraps the mono around like that. So some people are using an Albright um, mm-hmm. or or a Crazy Alberto uh, knot, which is a similar. Crazy Alberto. Uh, like yep, uh, it's uh, Alberto Nita, owner of Tactical Anglers. Uh, if you check it out on YouTube or on Knots, you know any of the Knots, just Google it. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a really good low profile, very slim knot. I will say, in in my experience, this is Greg Becker only. In very lightweight braids, I like to fish with you know an eight weight, an eight weight rather, uh, an eight pound, ten pound test braid is my main line for casting distance. Uh, and you know I've caught thirty pound steelhead on two pound test leaders, so that's not the issue. But um, I like a lighter braid and I have found that that knot does better 
uh, as a you know as a bend, basically tying uh, a running line to a leader braid to fluorocarbon, braid to mono. It does better with a larger diameter braid than it does with the smaller ones. It tends to slip the way, uh, at least the way I was tying it, and I did a lot of experimenting with it. It tends to slip with smaller diameter braids. But if you're getting, you know, if you're running 15-pound, 20-pound mainline braid, you should have no issues with it at all. The Slim Beauty is also a great low-profile knot. Um, but even that, when you start getting into, you know, if you're running 40-pound test uh, fluorocarbon or mono, if you're out fishing for the big snook, um, you're going to have trouble getting that through some of the micro guides, and it's going to hang. So you, you really want to keep that outside. So that might mean shortening up your leaders. It might mean uh, you know changing up your knot style a little bit. Um, hmm. I've seen the scientific discussions of how it cuts down on the vibration of the line and makes the line feed through the guides more smoothly, and you don't feel the you know the friction is cut way down. Um, right. For me, it's all theory at this point. I have no empirical evidence or empirical experience, which I guess is repetitively redundant. Um, you can say that again. Opinion, so I'll reserve one. I and I will say that again. Uh, uh-huh. It's repetitively redundant. So I'll uh, I'll have a better thought, a uh, better set of facts around which to base some thoughts uh, after this weekend. You know, normally it doesn't bother me at all to talk about things I don't know nothing about, but in this case, I'll reserve judgment. <laughs> that's very good um no actually um since our discussions on the water before and everything i've actually toned it down now i've got a rod now i've got some 15 pound braid on and i've got another rod that i've got some 20 pound braid so i'm i'm, I'm getting s- smaller and i have actually started to match the diameter of the braid because my i know my knot's work a little bit better when the braid and the the fluorocarbon that I'm using are about the same diameter. You know, that's kind of something, especially like uni-uni and stuff, they work better when the when the tying lines are similar diameter. You can't take a 20-pound braid and tie a 40-pound uh, fluorocarbon leader on it. It just doesn't, it doesn't look right. So, but, uh, no, it's, uh, that's cool. So, Look forward to seeing some of that. I, I had just a brief minute to walk through and look and look at some of their rods and everything. Spend a little time with them. Uh, I know Sam was very interested. She was looking at some of the rods and all. Um, also, Manly Rods was there with their adjustable butt rods, which is kind of interesting for some kayakers who like shorter butts or be able to extend the butt to have a little handhold. You know, if you use the old kind of two-handed cast there and stuff. So that's kind of cool. Uh, Paul from Unfair Lures was there and spent about an hour out on the water with him. And I don't know, I, I've I never been able to sit, stand around and stand on the water with somebody who designs fishing lures and uh, talk to them about how their lures are supposed to be worked, you know, and fished and everything. Uh, Paul is not shy and he likes to talk. And he... <laughs> no, no, he is not. <laughs> He will he will be joining us uh, on the show uh, in the future, but uh, and we'll 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 make sure that we set up for some time there. But the the lures are very cool. He uh, was gracious enough to give everyone who attended the Boondoggle uh, one of his uh, mullet lures. And uh, oh wow, yeah. So everybody who attended uh, and registered got every registered uh, attendee got uh, one of his lures. I like the fact that on his lures he has swivels on the eyelets, so you don't really have to tie that Rapala loop knot, you know. 
they they have a little swivel, so they cast pretty well. Uh, his shrimp looks really good. Unfortunately, I was not able to catch anything on the shrimp. They tend to strike at that little flash on the on the treble hook. But he did show us some interesting ways on how to how to use a, a circle hook, how to hook him up with a circle hook and stuff. That's very cool. Uh, so I'll show you those uh, when we when we meet up to fish. Um, also, who else was there? Pensacola Kayak and Sail, Bain and his guys, really uh, interesting folks, and got to uh, spend some time with them. Also, the Mokin uh, Kayak uh, reps were there. Um, it was just it was just kind of cool, you know. I mean, back to Paul. I mean, you know, how much time do you get to spend on the water with the guy who invented the spook? Do you even know who did that? I don't know, but uh. But, uh, you know, showing you how the the lure was meant to be uh, worked on a rod and stuff like that, you know. So it was kind of cool. Pretty interesting stuff. And that's about it. So so you're going to try to get out and fish. Let's see. Hey, Jim, I'm going to put you on the air. You fishing this week? All right. You getting any fishing done? Um, we are leaving and going to Key Largo and Key West for a little vacation. So but I've got a guide set up. You're not going to take any fishing rods with you or anything? You know, I've got a guide <laughs> set up for two days in uh, Key West. I might take a rod with me because I'm probably going to use most of his stuff, but I'm probably going to take a rod with me, and my wife's going to take her, her spinning rod I had built for. So um depends on the weather. Definitely Wednesday and Thursday we're going to be out with a guide all day. And then Monday... I don't know. We might just kind of chill out and like relax and do the husband-wife thing around the pool, or because we're going to the um, Marriott Resort at Key Largo. So because I get two days of fishing in that week, I might just you know do the dutiful husband thing um, at the beginning of the week. So yeah, I'm gonna All take right. a rod. She's gonna take a rod. But um, you know the weather. I don't know what the weather's gonna be doing. It's changed three times since I've been looking at it. But um, this guy's a good guy. He's got a little dolphin skiff. So I don't know if it's going to be, you know, snapper, bonefish, tarpon, baby tarpon. The big tarpon pushes over, you know, just depends on permit. Just depends what's going on, you know. Hmm. Very cool. So, yeah, I tweaked my back a little bit. So I think the first day of fishing, I'm going to try to get my wife on a bunch of snapper to keep her busy. And I'll rest my back and kind of give a little test run to see how it's doing. And then Thursday, I think she's going to sit by the pool and drink on Thursday and I think I'm going fishing with just a guide on Thursday, so that'll be a that'll be a hard a hardcore day. <laughs> All right. Well, that sounds like it's going to be a terrible weekend. So I hope you manage oh, yeah. to have a so, little bit of fun there. You know. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's our first vacation this this year. So. Cool. You know, and I'm looking forward to the next boondoggle, man. That's right in my neck of the woods, right down there where I grew up. So that'll be fun. All right. And from your experience, not a bad time of the year, really. I mean, I'm thinking trout, redfish will be in some deeper parts of the the channels and stuff like that. But it should be kind of pretty that that time of year. Oh yeah, trout, redfish. You've got probably some whiting off the beach. You'll have could still have some stripers hanging around. Not the freshwater, but I'm talking about the pure sea runs that come in uh-huh. in the winter. They start in December, and you get some stragglers in. Um, February, December, and January are the really heavy months. Um, but there still could be some stripers around. 
And, um, you know, there's there's fishing right there around the Crooked River State Park, but there's also some, you can hop over to 17 and slide into, into some smaller water um, and do some fishing over there too, a little north of Crooked River State Park, um, just a few miles up the road. So definitely some sea trout, um, definitely some reds in the deeper water. Um, you know, there could be some reds pushing up. Sometimes in the winter, if there's a real dark bottom at the end of a creek, you'll see some reds that they'll go out in that deep water, but then if that you get that low incoming tide all day, that, that mud will heat up, and those reds will actually come up kind of shallow pushing, and you'll see them pushing. And they'll only be in there for an hour or two, and then they'll get out when the you know when it starts cooling off. Um, so you know if the weather's not too cold, and I can tell you, there's a big difference in how warm it feels between St. Mary's, Jacksonville, and the St. Mary's River area where the Boondog will be, and the Savannah River area, which is about 115 miles up 95. There is a tremendous difference in temperature variation. You wouldn't think it would be that way, but, you know, 7 to 10 degrees easily. I mean, there's been times where I've had friends in Jacksonville come up to St. Simons and go, why is it so damn cold here? It's only 40 miles north of Jacksonville. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't have a good, I don't have a good response to that. And they're like, the we're Gulf going back stream. to Jacksonville where it's warm. Yeah. <laughs> the Gulf so, Stream shoots um, offshore there. <laughs> so. Yeah, 70 miles, right? So, yeah. Um, Six and a half foot tide is not going to be bad, you know. Or you need some eighth ounce and quarter ounce jigs, some top water, um, live shrimp if you were a fresh dead shrimp under a slip cork. I mean, it's pretty straightforward fishing, yep. you know. Sounds so, good. Good restaurants in that area too. Good place yes, to eat. Yes, there are. Yeah, um, we'll probably good time put to eat oysters. So. Let me uh, get Matt in here, and I'm just about going to call it an evening because I'm ready to just, like, have a cold, frosty one and, and just chill. What's up, Matt? Hey, what's going on? I was just calling in to see if my phone sounds better. Your phone sounds better? Yeah. Sounds okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I was calling to say hi. hi to you guys. Uh, cool, hi. man. Did you get any fishing in this past week? Yeah, it was just out Tuesday night. Uh, didn't How'd you do? do too well. No? Skunked. Oh, man. I missed the bite. Um, I uh, left work at 6. I ran home, threw the kayak on my truck, and started driving, and they decided to close down the highway for some emergency construction. So... Pretty much it took me three hours to get down to where I was going fishing instead of one. And I missed the bite. The guys did pretty good that were down there, like an hour before I got there uh, on uh, striped bass. So. Game plans for this goes. weekend? Yeah, probably going to do the same. Just hope they don't close the road down on me. A little night fishing. Should be good. You guys in your night fishing, it was pretty interesting. I don't know if anybody went out. Wade, do you know anybody? hear anybody in the... Uh, campground, anybody go fishing at night? They were too busy boondoggling, man. Yelling <laughs> between them and the coyotes out there, yelling boondoggle and the coyotes yapping. It was it was a good thing that we owned the state park for the weekend. So, But uh, anyways, 
All right. Well, good to hear from you, Matt. And yeah, no problem. I just wanted to also say, get your fishing reports in. <laughs> yeah, I know. I still don't have any. So. All right. Well, we're going to work on doing some programming stuff. We're going to have a call here, and we'll get everybody on the line, and we're going to try to tweak our programming a little bit for uh, for the kayak fishing radio uh, coming up on the new year. So, uh, but until then, hey, like I'm beat. Yeah, I'm beat, and I appreciate everybody showing up. Wade, congratulations on your uh, rock, paper, scissors. And he won a really cool painting from Al Jones, so the redfish uh, grabbing at a crab. So that's a really, really nice thing to hang on the wall. And, uh, Jim, good to hear from you. Mr. Becker, thank you, sir. And uh, we'll be seeing you in a couple of weeks, I think. Look forward to it. If not, just next Thursday night. Oh, and Monday night we'll be starting the uh, voting for the Kayak Angler's Choice Award. So look for that, yakangler.com forward slash choice. Check it out. We've got, uh, we'll start, we'll be opening the voting. The nominations are in. We've contacted everybody to make sure that they're okay to play, and we'll be opening that up on Monday night. All right, so listen up for that. Chuck will kick it off for the week, and we'll see everybody next time. All right? You've been listening to Kayak Fisher Radio. Take a kid fishing. Join us at the next boondoggle, Crooked River State Park, St. Mary's, Georgia. Next time. Good night, y'all. Tight lines.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.